You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. Tonight I want to I want to get into this this series, my uh, opportunity to hang out in the Jesus is King series. Thought about rapping, thought about just rapping the whole message, but I didn't. Uh, let's see, let's see. Is there any any of the the new album that I could that I could rap other than Chick Fil A song closed on Sunday? Um, I think that uh, <laughs> I can't remember the lines when when the song's playing. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right now. Just be embarrassing. I that's yeah. You know my my number one with with the lemonade. My kids love it. There, I was like, close on Sunday. You my Chick Fil A. You, you kind of does that sound like? Close on Sunday. Yeah, good. So back to preaching. Oh, okay. See, you guys harass me to sing. This is what happens. It's your fault. All right, Jesus is king. I wanted to read a couple verses around that because this is not just a nice, great album, which it is. It's not just a nice thought or a nice concept or a nice statement we chuck around or a label that's on Jesus. But when we really grab onto and make sure and have a revelation of this reality of the kingship of Jesus, it changes everything in our life. And in Philippians 2.8, I'm going to read a couple verses around this concept. It says, And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. We're talking about Jesus. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's Lord. He's King. He, he's the, the ruler of the universe. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, he triumphed over sin, hell, death, and the grave. And now all of a sudden, now, now he has been elevated and raised to the highest place, given the name above every name. This is Jesus. This is the king. This is who we serve. And here's what I love, too. A little, little boss move by Jesus in Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, this is awesome. It says this, on his robe. So I'm imagining some type of boxing robe. You know what I'm saying? A little bit like Christian Waples was wearing in the twisted thing. But imagine he's kind of wearing like his rocky robe. He's kind of coming out. So he's got this robe on, and it says on the robe and on his thigh. So on the robe and on his thigh is his king of kings and lord of lords. So if you all didn't know, Jesus has a massive thigh tattoo I mean, just, he's a boss. He's got a massive thigh tattoo that says King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Help me know your next level when you're doing that. You know what I'm saying? And having these, I don't, I don't know why he did that. I, we don't know. We don't understand it. He apparently just thought, I think this would look epic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get it tattooed on my thigh. But it's in Hebrew. In Hebrew, yeah, it's tattooed in Hebrew. Absolutely. I'm sure. It'd be, it'd be weird if it was English, but whatever. Um, so he's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. And Jesus came to establish a kingdom. If you have a king, there's a kingdom, right? 
You're not just a king for a title. If you're a king, it's because there's a kingdom that you have rulership over, you have a domain over. And when Jesus came to earth, he came as king to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. Right, So he didn't just come to just kind of go through the, the motions, you know, grab a few people before he headed back. He actually came to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth and to assert his rulership and his leadership here on earth. So when Jesus is king, it's not just a nice thought, it's who he is because God had originally given um, Adam and Eve ownership and, and the mandate of, of rulership, they of unfortunately gave it up to Satan back in the day, right? When that sin, that exchange of of power happened. And then 2,000 years ago, Jesus came back to reclaim his authority, to reclaim his King of Kings and Lord of Lords status here on earth. And as he comes, he establishes his kingdom. And with the kingdom of heaven comes certain culture, certain ways of doing things, certain attitudes, certain experiences that we have when you're in the culture of the kingdom of heaven. And a couple of those things, there's so many great things, and one of those things that I actually want to lean in tonight, that was actually what Pastor Leanne leaned into this morning, so obviously God's trying to speak about this topic of peace, but let me just highlight a couple of verses she did this morning, and honestly, as she started preaching, I was like, well, that verse is in my notes, that verse is in my notes, that verse, Lord Jesus, help me, I have to rewrite my message halfway, you know, uh, in the afternoon instead of watching football, come on, somebody. Um, Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Somebody say peace. See, the kingdom of heaven, the culture of heaven is peace. When, the heaven, when heaven comes, when, when the king comes, peace flows. In Luke chapter 2 um, this is the, the story of, of the birth of Jesus, and, and I'll, I'll kind of jump into a, a few of these verses here. And um, verse 9, it says, an angel of the Lord appeared. This is after Jesus was born, laid in the manger. And now verse 9, it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. These are shepherds out in the field, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find the baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Verse 13, and suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. See, peace entered the earth because Jesus did. When, when this announcement came, it was a declaration that things were about to change for humanity and for planet Earth. The Earth that had been given up over to the ruler and the prince of the air, Satan, because of that sin that had entered originally, the turmoil that the planet was in, the pain that the planet was in, and now here was the announcement. Jesus had come, and he had come to bring peace. He came as peace. He came as the Prince of Peace. And now here he is coming to bring this message, this proclamation, the surrounding of the birth of Jesus Christ came as an introduction to peace here on earth. And Jesus wants to bring peace in their life. Wherever the king is, there's peace. 
Whenever the king is on the throne, peace follows that. The, the, the kingdom of God that Jesus is establishing here on earth is a kingdom where peace is going to flow. And it's all throughout scripture. Actually, you start studying peace, you realize, man, this is such a common thread. It's such a, a constant. Old Testament all the way through New Testament, this is a characteristic. It's a quality. It's a byproduct of the kingdom of God being established on earth is peace. Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, I love this. And if anyone's having a hard time sleeping, grab onto this verse. Psalm 4, 8. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13, may the God of all, God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so you may overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's also a Holy Spirit thread in here. Come on, somebody. Holy Spirit brings hope. Holy Spirit brings peace with it. So where the kingdom of God flows and where the kingdom of God is established, peace responds to that. Peace flows in that. When the king is on the throne, that's when peace comes. How, how do we get peace in our life? How do we walk in that? How do we actually live out a life that actually has peace here on earth? A lot of times I think we can think of, okay, well, when we get to heaven, obviously things are going to be all right. It'll be all good. But what about here on earth? How about peace on earth? How about that proclamation that actually said that this is going to be good news for all people? This is going to be peace towards us, peace to those of us who are on, on earth right, right here in this moment. I don't have to wait to just eternity. Right here in this moment, I can walk in peace in my life. But how do we, how do we find this thing? How do we walk in peace? How do we, how, how do we operate it? How do we get it in our life? Well, the king has to be on the throne. If the king is on the throne, peace is, is present. So that's why Jesus came and he said, peace has come because Jesus is now about to step into his rightful place and be king of the universe, king over everything. And so peace responded to that. But the question for you and me is, is, is Jesus king over my life? Is he on the throne of, of my life? So Jesus is king over earth. But every single one of us have been given the privilege to personally make that decision whether or not Jesus will be king in my life. Am I going to allow him to be in the throne? Am I going to set him up in the throne of my life? Because if he's on the throne of your life, then peace will be a part of your reality. Peace will be a part of your existence. Peace reigns when the king is on the throne. And this is at the very beginning when... Um, of our faith walk with Jesus, one of the things we're told to do is to declare that he is Lord. Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So right, right at the, the beginning part of, of our journey with Christ is understanding that you and me have to establish who is in the throne of our life. Who is leading my life? A lot of us live in chaos and much of the world lives in chaos because they don't have the king of all kings positioned in their life as the king of their life. So if, if I don't have him as king, then I don't have peace in my life. Uh, 
a lot of, a lot of times we'll, we'll get into situations where uh, we, we want to be king, right? So we, we want to step up into that place. And, and when I try to be king of my life, then chaos is a result of that. When I try to own it all, when I try to make all the decisions, when I try to have all the answers and never consult the king, never consult his rulership and leadership by my life, then chaos will happen. Wherever the king is on the throne, peace will flow from that. Peace and life and hope and joy and all the stuff that comes with that is a byproduct of the king in the house. The king being present in our situation. Peace always flows where, where he's at. But Here's the thing. We got to make a decision to put him in that place. We got to make a decision to elevate him to that, to that throne. Psalm uh, 56 verse 3 says this, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? When I'm afraid... I put my trust in you. Because here's the reality. We're going to face things, and we're going to come against different things in our life. But when I'm facing them, and when I'm coming up against difficulty, and when I'm afraid, and when I got battles, and when I got stuff that's coming in my life, and storms that are trying to mess with the peace that's on my life, when I'm in that situation, then what do I do? Trust God. Trust God. How do I put him back in his place? I, there's so many things we could say to it, but in many ways, it's just simply trusting God. Are you trusting God with your marriage? Are you trusting God with your relationships, your friendships? Are you trusting God with your finances? Are you trusting God with, with what's next, with your future, with, with, with that you know, post-college life or that career uh, decision or, you know, family dynamics. Are you trusting God? Because if, I, if I'm going to actually allow Jesus to be the leader of my life, I have to make a decision to trust him. I got to put him in that place and I have to trust God. Uh, a lot of times you're going to put in a situation where I say, yeah, I trust you, God, for my eternity and you're going to get me into heaven. But then everything on earth, we just kind of try to do in our own strength. I just try to live it in my own strength. It's like, man, I'm trying to make decisions about career and business and finance, and I'm just grinding away in my own ability and never really stopping to consult the king. Never really stopping to wonder if possibly the king of all kings, the one who has a tattoo on his thigh of, of that, maybe I could ask for some input. Maybe he's got a thought for my life. What does it look like for him to be king of my life is that he has the ultimate supremacy in my life, that his word is final in my life, that his, his preferences are final in my life. His, his will is final in my life. You know, a lot of times we think of God as just getting, making us feel good and getting us to heaven, but then if God attempts to actually Im, infiltrate my life in any way to get me to change something I'm doing, then all of a sudden it's a big inconvenience and I've no I, I'm, I'm no longer interested in that kind of relationship with the king. I just want you when you got your favor for me, when you got goodness for me, when you got the handouts and the gifts and the love and the miracles, I want all of that, but try to get me to inconvenience my life to, for your cause and for your purpose or for your kingdom and then all of a sudden I, I got issues and I got Drama, and I, you know, I kind of kick you out of the throne of my life, and it 
feels like all right for a moment because now nobody's telling you what to do. I get to make my own decisions, but that doesn't last very long or very well. And chaos begins to happen. And I think sometimes, even though those of us who are following Christ, we love him and we're following him and he's, he's the leader of our life, but then all of us, all, a lot of times there can be areas of our life where we go, hey, yeah, I love you, you're the king, but this area I'm good without you messing with, you know? I'm okay with, with you not really going there with that because that's kind of something I want to make my own calls on. But if the word of God has said it, then that has to be the authority of our life. He, the, the king of kings has given us his word, his mandate, his edict, his, his, his laws. And as I follow this, and as I submit to this, then actually peace comes into my life. Peace comes into my life. Man, you know what? Sometimes people will categorize Christianity as, man, it's all the rules. I don't know if it's going to box me in or mess with my, you know, infringe on me. And I just want to have fun and but the, the word of God and submitting to the king in, in your own life actually brings peace into your world rather than dealing with the torment of a bunch of bad decisions. Bunch of, but we, we can get off track and we just want to live our own life, do it our own way. But God's saying, listen, if you want peace that I provide, then you have got to come underneath the leadership and the authority of the king in your life. You got to invite him to take center stage in your life. But, you know, sometimes when, when we're facing difficult situations, I don't know if you're like me, but Jesus is king of my life. But then there are going to be times where all of a sudden fear starts getting in. So I, I start getting worried. I start losing hope or I get doubtful. And, and all of a sudden I get to a place where I, even though he's king, I'm not walking in any peace in my life. So what do I do in, in a situation like that? Usually it's a couple things. Usually either I've been trying to be king myself, right? And I can recognize that. Or a lot of times it's because I've been trying to find stability in circumstances rather than in the king who's on the throne. And that can be one of the biggest things. It's like, man, once everything gets worked out, then I'll be, I'll be able to breathe, right? Oh, man, once the finances are, I got it. I went to Dr. Matt's 2020, you know, goal setting seminar. And once I get all this stuff implemented, then I'm going to feel good. And you are going to feel good if you implement all that. Come on, somebody. But, yeah. <laughs> but the, all that stuff is going to build on a, a foundation of Jesus already being king of your life and a peace and a confidence that's already inside of you that knows whose you are and who's on the throne and who's leading and who's holding it, everything together. You know, when Katie and I uh, we were first moved down, uh, down to San Diego and we're stepping out into some new ventures and ministry and business and and, um, you know, Katie was just getting started in real estate and, you know, I was traveling around a little bit and Katie, um, you know, there was a, a, a deal that was looking like it was going to come together and that was going to be really big for us financially at the time. And I was really excited about it. And, and then all of a sudden I, you know, you know, put the kids to bed and I'd come, come out and Katie was in the kitchen and, and, and she's like, she just found out that these deals had fallen through. And, oh, Lord, it was just, it just, it was, it was tough, and it was a weight on me. And then I, real, I felt like God began to teach me through that, was that the, the deal was all of a sudden I'd felt okay when I thought circumstances were what I wanted. And then all of a sudden I was thrown off, my peace was gone, when the circumstance didn't look like I wanted to. Right. 
And I felt like God was saying, oh, okay, so you're only good if all the deals are good. Is that, is that what you're saying to me, Samuel? Like, you, you ain't, you're not trusting me before everything works out. Like, you're not, you don't think that I got you. You don't, right? So God just began to challenge me and say, listen, I, I need you to be at peace, whether in plenty or in lack, right? Like Paul talks about. I've learned to be content. I've learned to navigate it. Now, God is continuing to increase and continuing to accelerate and all that kind of great stuff. But, but I want to be able to be at peace no matter what situation I'm facing. But that peace doesn't come from my circumstances. The peace comes from my eyes being on Jesus. Peace comes from the king being on the throne and my eyes being on him. So one of the things Katie and I would, would say often and, and continue to say, but especially in that season, we just started saying, we trust Jesus. That became a mantra. It became our way to kind of, uh, in, in the middle of the chaos, get our eyes off of the situation, back onto Jesus, and to say, we trust Jesus. Come on, baby, we got this. We trust Jesus. God's good. He's still on the throne. We trust Jesus, right? So maybe in your life you need to start having some more we trust Jesus moments, some more declarations, some more releasing of that word. We trust Jesus. And as we do that, as we, we keep our eyes on him and put him in the place that he was designed, peace comes. Peace comes. And I have the band uh, come back up and help me wrap it up here. But I want to talk a little bit about, uh, in these last few moments, what God actually wants to get to you through peace. Because peace isn't just a good feeling. I, I, I would want you to almost think of it almost more um, like a weapon, like a guardian, like a guide in your life. That... It was such a prominent figure in the prophetic word of Jesus coming and then his actual birth that he came to bring peace on earth. That can't just be uh, a nice adjective they decided to throw in there. There's something about peace that God wants to use to actually serve you in a massive way. And when we keep Jesus as the leader, we keep him on the throne of our life, peace is going to come in. And here's what it does. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And watch this verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. First couple of things that, that peace does, number one is it, it guards your heart. The peace of God is this unbelievable guard and shield over your heart. You know, when, when difficulty comes and things attempt to try to attack our heart, try to chip away at, at, at who we are, try to chip away at our joy, try to chip away at us, the peace of God that doesn't come from external circumstances but comes from a relationship with the king on the inside of me actually guards me and protects me from the attempt of the enemy to steal my peace, to mess with my, my, my joy, to, to get me off track. It guards me. It guards my way. It guards my heart. The Bible says out of the, out of the heart flows all of the issues of life. And so peace, man, if, if you've been robbed of peace and, and your heart is just in turmoil, I'm telling you what, put Jesus as king again. Get eyes on him again. Remember that he's still on the throne and has not left. Amen. Um, he, he hasn't left. He's still king. He's still Lord, and as I get my eyes back on him, man, that peace comes and it guards me. It also says that it guards your mind. It guards your mind. How many know that peace really gets robbed in our thinking a lot of times? Man, our thoughts will run away. 
they'll get us off track. They'll get us thinking doubt faster than you, than you can imagine. You know, I actually am shocked at myself at how easily I can go from thinking thoughts of faith to thinking thoughts of doubt. It's shocking. It's shocking. Actually, you know, when you read the Old Testament and the, you know, God's people would like serve him, follow him, and then turn away and start worshiping other gods, and then they get sold into slavery, and then they get rescued out, and it happened again, and you just look at them and go, oh my God, you guys are horrible. I can't believe, like, you know, you wouldn't distrust God. And then here we have one bad thing, one bad week, one bad situation, and we're just going, it's hopeless. I don't even know if anything can happen. And God's going like, oh my Lord, you hit just like the Israelites, right? Like, man, how quick can I move from being like, man, I'm taking over the world to like, I just hope I survive. And if, if we're not careful, right? But the peace of God is my weapon. The peace of God is my guardian over my thinking because I realize that my, my victory is not determined by my natural or by my circumstances situation. The victory that is coming my way is based upon who's on the throne of my life, and that's Jesus. He's king. Amen? Amen. You know, um, it settles our soul. That's another thing that it does. It settles us. I love Jesus said in John 14, I, I don't give peace to you like the world gives it. He gives it permanent. It's, it's a secure thing in him. It's a secure thing. Um, you know, oftentimes, you know, same thing with, with this peace when we would be, even, even today, I mean, even in my own life today, it's not just four years ago when we moved here. Every new season where you're kind of taking territory, you're stepping out in faith, the enemy's going to try to come and rob your peace. But you have to have the weapon uh, to be able to, to resist the enemy trying to come in and mess with your life. And uh, even, even today, no, even yesterday, as I was preparing this message, you know, some letter came in the mail that was, you know, harassing my thinking in the sense of, uh, you know, some bill, some situation that, you know, I got to deal with or whatever. And it's... It's all good, but it was just one of those things where I was like, man, it's like an enemy trying to rob my peace, some other bill that's, you know, kind of hit me that I wasn't thinking of. And, and here I am in the middle of preparing a message around peace, and I just got a real-time opportunity to be able to go, okay, where is my joy and peace going to come from, my situation or my king, right? And so what, what I do then is I worship. That's what I do. That's what I do. That's what I do. When, 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 when the, the enemy tries to come at me, I worship because when I worship, that's the best way to put Jesus as king in your situation. When you worship, it's the best way to get him back to where he belongs, back to that seat of authority, that seat of rulership, that seat of kingship in your life. And when I put him back in that place, peace returns again. Peace returns again in my spirit. And it's just, man, it's just like, you can feel it. You can feel it. It's like, it's like this beautiful presence that will return. When, when there was anxiety and anxiousness flooding me, and all of a sudden I get my eyes back on Jesus. Get my eyes back on Jesus, and all of a sudden, peace comes back again. You lacking peace? It's with Jesus. He's king. He's king. He, I, where, where have we kicked Jesus off the throne in our life? And we're experiencing a lot of turmoil because of it. It's time to, it's time to put him in his rightful place again. 
It's time to put him back there. It's time to allow Jesus to restore peace again, hope again. And our circumstances may not always instantly change in the moment, but when the peace of God rules our life on the inside, it begins to change our world around it. And when the king is on the throne of my heart, peace will begin to flow in and through and from my life. I want everywhere I go, peace to follow. I want everywhere I go, people to feel at ease, grace to come, peace to come for my life. When there's chaos, I'm gonna come and bring peace. Not because of me, but because Jesus is on the throne of my life and he brings peace to my heart, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.